Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. All right, my friend, it is email time as we usually do, and you can go to askericpeterson.com to submit your own email questions to the show, as well as check out more about Eric and his team, askericpeterson.com. All right, Meg in Des Moines says, Eric, what's the current recommended withdrawal rate from an IRA? I don't take out a very high percentage for my monthly income, but then I do take out bigger amounts throughout the year for things like vacations and home repairs. I just want to be sure that I don't eventually run out of money by taking too much. Uh, well, Beg, there's it hasn't really changed, but it is different for each person. So that's <laughs> it's hard to answer this in a you know a certain dollar amount or percentage of what you're kind of looking for. The old rule of thumb was four percent. You know, you want to take off around four percent, or don't take off more than four percent. And that withdrawal rate was actually created back in the '90s by a financial planner out in California. Because you had people coming in and want to take out 10, 15%. He's like, you can't do that. You're going to run out of money. They're like, well, I made 20 last year. Well, if I take out 15, that's not a, you know, I'm taking out less than what I made. He said, well, markets don't always go up. And what's shot us the last couple of weeks, Meg, is what? Markets don't always go up. Right. So what you want to do is you want to first build a plan to see what percentage you have to take and then update that plan every year for when you do take out these special things like maybe, you know, home improvement or a vacation, those kinds of things. Make sure your plan is still on track. Now, in our class, we, we, we show the withdrawal rates, this uh, Morningstar withdrawal rate research. It's a white paper that we use. And they went back and took a look at this 4% withdrawal rate and back-tested, if you will, with the way equity rates have been. And really, it's the fixed income rates, the bond returns, which are really, really low right now compared to where they've been in the past. And so what you have to choose in these four quadrants is what percentage of equity allocation that you want. Do you want 20% to equities, 40, uh, 60, or 80% to equities? And then you have to choose how many years you're going to uh, be retired for. You know, so the thing is, Meg, do you have an expiration date tattooed on you? And most of us don't. So we want to go with the longest time possible. And then uh, what probability of success do you want? So do you want to only a 50% probability your plan works, or do you want a 99% probability your plan works? So if you choose, let's say, 30 years of retirement, and you want a 99% probability, and you want 60% allocation to equities, well, the withdrawal rate for that is 1.9. Not wow. 4. Yeah. It's 1.9%. So are you pulling off more or less than that? Well, Maybe you're pulling off more now, but you know that down the road your lifestyle is going to change. So this is where it's this is the the crux of the planning that we do is figuring out how much you can take safely and then adjusting that over time to meet your obligations, but also pay attention to taxation issues and risk issues to make sure that you don't run out of money. So having a plan, but it's not a hard fast rule. Only pull out this percentage. Sometimes you got to pull out more. Sometimes you pull out less. And sometimes markets are unfavorable, and it kind of stops you from pulling out if you're all in the market. That's why having safe places to take income from is 
critically important in retirement and the planning that we do. So great question, Meg, but uh, come in and we'll take you through our process. Give us a call and we can work out that number for you, see how much you can take comfortably to make your plan work. Yeah, I was going to say definitely reach out and have a conversation, Meg. Uh, Great question. Thanks for asking that uh, to talk specifically and kind of share some more details with Eric. Uh, Let him know, 515-226-1500. Again, 515-226-1500. All right, Danny in Waukee says, Eric, I've had the same life insurance policy for years. I used to renew it every single year for just a small increase from the prior. But ever since I turned 60, the annual increases have been more substantial. Is it time to drop this policy? Well, Danny, um, the reason why is that your probability of dying gets exponentially higher when you cross over those ages, too. So that's why a, a renewable term, a renewable policy, is going to renew at your current age every time. So uh, I'm still a big fan of carrying life insurance because one of the only the three things that's uh, tax-free in retirement, you have Roth IRAs, you got municipal bond interest, proceeds from life insurance are tax-free, but also withdrawals can be tax-free from life insurance if it's done properly. So probably what you want to look at is maybe going to something more permanent right now, something where it won't go up every year. And 60 is still young enough to get a decent uh, policy uh, with not a lot of cost because the mortality tables have changed and been updated and insurance is cheaper now. So that's uh, certainly we can do for you if you come in. We have you know 35 different companies we can run it against. And you know sometimes the life insurance policies are nice because they have acceleration clauses for long-term care. So you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. It's going to not going to be as robust as a traditional long-term care policy, but it can have some value there because the thing about buying life insurance, it's not a matter of if you're going to use it. It's a matter of when you're going to use it. If that policy is in force, none of us get out of this alive. So it's, you're going to terminate some time. It's going to pay off to your heirs. So, but you could use it for long-term care potentially as well. So those are all things you talk about when we talk about life insurance, about what you want it to do for you. But if you're, you know, getting tired of these increases and they're only going to get bigger and bigger, the older that you get, maybe you want to get something that we call permanent, which is going to be probably a universal lifetime policy, which is going to have a set, you can minimally fund it. And so you can have a lot of insurance for cheap costs, but the cost is going to be the same all years. And so you don't have to worry about increases down the road. All right. But uh, come in and meet us with Danny. We can go through all of that to show you all the kind of different things that life insurance can do for you and find something that can fit in your budget every year as opposed to being subject to these increases each year. Yeah, and as always, folks, you know, anything you hear on the show, before you take action, always check with a qualified professional. We do talk in generalities a lot. We try to address these and give some ideas or useful nuggets to think about, but you always want to run these past a qualified professional like Eric Peterson, specifically about your situation before you take action. So, uh, Danny, yeah, definitely come in and have a conversation with the team and and take a look and see what might be a good benefit for you before you drop it. Uh, 515-226-1500. All right, Eric, last one this week from Sally in Indianola, and she says, I received an inheritance, Eric, of about $400,000. Now, my question is, some of it's in an IRA, some in uh, an account with stocks, and another is in annuities. How will each of these items be taxed or affect me from a tax standpoint? Well, Sally, first off, my condolences on your passing of, uh, I'm assuming it was a parent, and, you know, it is nice that they were able to pass something on to you, and $400,000 is certainly a very nice gift that you're about to receive. Before you do anything, before you start claiming any of those, that's what you want to sit down with and look and um, or take stock of, okay, how are these things going to be taxed when I claim them? Um, and working with a qualified professional is paramount with this, and that would maybe include a CPA, but also somebody familiar with the types of investments that they're in. We certainly can fill that bill for you if you want to come in and sit down with us. We can walk through, call the companies so you can know exactly what's going to happen. 
I will tell you, though, high level, the IRA is going to be 100% taxable. So any dollars in there, and when they pass to you, they're going to be taxed to you as ordinary income. And because of the passage of the SECURE Act, if the death occurred in 2020, not 2019, you can no longer stretch that IRA, which means you can't pull out an amount based on your life expectancy. You will have to have that IRA cleaned out over 10 years now. I'm assuming that this came from a parent, um, not a brother or sister. Yeah, it doesn't say uh, so. Yeah. So if it's a parent, yeah, you, you're no longer allowed to do the stretch. So you have to have the money out of that IRA within 10 years from the date of death. The uh, stocks and those types of things in what we call a brokerage account, those uh, should receive a step up in basis, uh, which means the value that they were as of the date of death from that point forward is what could create the taxable event. So again, let's say they paid $5 for a stock and now it's worth $100. If they passed, that cost basis goes up to that $100 from there. So if you sold at $101, you'd have $1 of capital gains. This is where you want to call and find out those things and make sure that's been updated in that brokerage account before you start selling things off or putting it in your own name. The annuity, that's a little bit different, depending on what kind of money it was funded with. I'm assuming that it's not funded with IRA money, so which means that the gains in that annuity would be taxable, ordinary income to you. The cost basis would come back to you tax-free, but you have to kind of get through all of that taxable amount first where you get the tax-free Otherwise, you could convert it to income, and it takes from both. So those that's why you want to work with somebody that knows the different types of products, different types of investments. And a lot of uh, CPAs and other brokers are not that familiar with the insurance-based products like the annuities and don't understand some of the options that you have. And it can lead you into drastically bad tax advice because you're paying way too much what you actually need it. So um, I would say give us a call or and come in and meet with us, and we can show you. Or anyone else inherited money out there, before you start claiming stuff, Sit down with them and kind of map it out and see what the tax liability may be. Because once you claim those things, you can't get it reversed. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040 WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.